How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today, we are doing a podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 7K likes, you know, we're going to give one of these away. I always, I've been saying that the last couple of weeks, but we haven't hit that 7K like mark. So make sure you get there so you can get one of these. And comment something that you like about the show. Comment what you want us to talk about next. Also, comment which hot toy you would like if you could win one. That brings me to my next point. Next point. Make sure you comment what you want us to talk about next week, as you guys are going to see throughout this video. We always take your guys' suggestions from last week, and we talk about it this week. So let's get into it. So starting off, welcome back to Hidden Movie Details. Dun, dun, dun. It's the second time we've done this now. Wow. It's almost as if it's a segment. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. All right, so starting off, so we know I talked about Coraline this past week. Yes. There's actually a lot of hidden movie details in that movie. When Coraline is having her cake, like her birthday cake, right, we see in the background it starts to rain. But when you look at the lightning strike, uh-huh. it's in the shape of the other mother's hand, like literally like almost like grabbing Coraline oh, outside weird. the window. Is it like foreshadowing yeah. what's about to happen? Right, because you don't see that hand yet. That's like later on when she starts turning into like the spider lady. Oh, weird. Yeah. Gosh, you know, to be honest, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I forgot so much about it. There's another one in Coraline about the... I've talked about this a long time ago. Okay. But on the cake that she gets in the other world, it says welcome home. But in calligraphy, there's like secret codes you can put while you're writing. Uh-huh. So in the welcome home, it says welcome, but in the O... There's only like one loop in it, in the cursive O. Uh But in the home, there's two loops in the cursive O. And that means whenever there's a two-looped O in the word, that means it's a lie. So So that means she's welcome, but she's not in her real home. So it's telling the viewer that where she is is not where she should be. Right. It's Because we know she's in another world, right? So she's basically saying she's welcome to this new world, but she's not in her real home. Gosh, the things you know. I mean, Coraline... (laughs) I love that movie. I don't. Comment if you like the movie, and also comment if you don't. Could we all agree it was very traumatizing, and for somebody to say they loved it is a little, little, little worrisome. Okay, it is a scary movie. It is like creepy, especially yeah. at the age where it came out. Yeah. yeah, I, I definitely didn't walk out of the theater as a kid to be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love Coraline. <laughs> yeah. So on to the next one in Spider Man, Willem Dafoe when he's Green Goblin. Are we talking about, like, Spider-Man No Way Home? Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. Okay, so when he's Norman Osborn, just yeah. regular Norman Osborn, he's actually wearing prosthetic teeth to make his teeth look more straight and perfect. You know that? Oh, interesting. But when he's the Green Goblin, he's using his real teeth because they look more imperfect and they look more, like, scary. Oh, weird. I heard, too, like, in the first Spider-Man movie, there was a time when they were going to have Norman Osborn when he wore, like, the Green Goblin suit. Uh-huh. He was actually going to, like, have his face turn into, like, the Green Goblin. It wasn't going to be like a mask. But they realized that William Defoe is such a good actor. He's more menacing that you, you can't put a mask on him. You got to like have right. him show his face. Yeah. So they ended up doing that where they, he takes off the mask and puts it on. But he can also be Green Goblin without the mask on. Oh. Yeah. They were actually going to make his face like deform into like the whole shape of the Green well, Goblin. Well, it looked like a very like comic-y superhero comic book villain. Right. It was like big-eyed, you know, like, bulging out of the face. It was weird-looking. But then they, they went with the more sleek, more conventional. Yeah. I mean, that suit is iconic. The suit is iconic. William Defoe's a great actor where you can tell, like, when you look at him, he's, he can have that, like, scary look. Right. I mean, they did, they did regular face one with um, Andrew Garfield's Hobgoblin Harry. They just used his face. He didn't have a mask. Yeah. But he did have some deformities going on, right? His face yeah. was, like, peeling, and it was just... Oh, that was, a, that was a very that was, pretty sight. That scene was different when he was changing into the Hobgoblin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that scene was different. <laughs> okay, so on to the next movie detail. We're going back to Encanto. Ooh, Encanto. Oh, that is your favorite movie. That's, yeah, that was a good movie. You told me so many theories about yeah. Encanto. So we all know Dolores, right? We always know she can hear everything. So she's really sensitive to sound. Yeah. And we see, like, and throughout the movie, she's, like, covering her ears because it gets too loud. But when you look at the way she claps, uh-huh. okay, she doesn't clap with her hands. She actually, you see her clapping with her index fingers like this. Oh, because it's, like, more quiet? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but this is probably, like, a real clap to her. That's sad. Could you imagine going to a sporting event and here you have her? Yeah. Yeah, she, she, can't, she can't do sporting events. No, no, no. 
Good job, Disney. That yeah. was like a very uh, was attention to detail. And that's it for the movie details this week. I feel like I gained some knowledge. <laughs> if you felt like you gained some knowledge, make sure you hit the like button. Also, let us know if you have any hidden movie details that we missed. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot out there. That was only like four. Okay, so moving on. There is some big news this week. As you guys see, I have my Deadpool here because Deadpool is hitting theaters in a couple years. 2024. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be ready there's been some news okay we got some big news that came out today mm. we know ryan reynolds i mean obviously he's a phenomenal deadpool but he also talked about today how he wants to explore all the different facets throughout the fox universe he wants to go visit the fantastic four the original like 2005 2006 fantastic four wait what so that means chris evans as the human torch wait he wants to do all the fox he wants to explore probably like some of like the og yeah fox universe so maybe it's you know it could be even electra and daredevil it could be you know what i mean could you imagine okay if he goes back to the og fantastic four okay and technically he's trying to clean up the timeline uh-huh okay is it possible that we're going to see Deadpool kill the Fantastic Four and then we're going to get a new Fantastic Four in 2024? It sure is plausible. Like, obviously, they probably want a new Invisible Woman. I don't think they're going to have Jessica Alba be like the MCU one. Right. The whole comic book, like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It could be Deadpool kills the whole Fox Universe and Wolverine will be helping him kill off all of them. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> but what's really crazy with this news is like Chris Evans came out within like the last couple of days and said how much he misses playing Captain America. Oh. And we know that there's been some rumors that Chris Evans will be involved in a secret Marvel project that is down the line. So I'm assuming that that secret Marvel project would be Deadpool 3, you know? Oh, that does make sense. But I think he wouldn't play Captain America. I think he's going to be playing Chris Evans' Human, Human Torch. Torch. Oh, man. That's going to break the internet. This Deadpool 3 is going to be insane. Knowing Ryan Reynolds, he's like a really smart guy, right? So he knows all about like marketing and what does well. Yeah. And he sees the success of No Way Home, right? He saw how Tobey Maguire, all the villains, Andrew Garfield all coming back and what that did and what energy it brought throughout the theater. He's going to want to top that by a thousand, right? Oh, so yeah. the way to do that would be get the OG Fantastic Four, get the OG X-Men, just get everybody together, have some like quick battle sequences, fight sequences kill off some people, <laughs> move on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot to be done. I think also, too, Ryan Reynolds knows what the fans want. Yeah. Right? He knows what we want to see. He knows not to give too much fan service. Yeah. He could give a lot of fan service and just acknowledge it, break the fourth wall, and be like, hey, look, there's a lot of fan service. Yeah. We're doing it for you, you know? So if there's a character that could do a lot of fan service, it would be Deadpool because right. he could make a joke about doing fan service exactly oh another thing is we there is recent news too that mobius owen wilson will actually be in deadpool 3 that's insane which makes a lot of sense because getting the tva involved in this it's a multiverse hopping movie it makes sense now yeah it does it does you can Definitely see does. how like it paints the picture of okay this can make sense deadpool goes you know travels through the multiverse somehow he gets caught by the tva or maybe the tva even recruits him yeah. To go through the multiverse and say, like, we need you to kill off these people. And they're just, they just happen to be all the Fox universe. Right, right. And then he's like, I can't do this by myself. And they're like, well, why don't you use Wolverine? You know? Oh, yeah. So it would make sense how that if the TVA gets involved, it really legitimizes the whole idea of Deadpool going through the multiverse, entering the MCU, and it all making sense. Right. Because when you think about it, it would make sense for Wolverine to help him because he's already done the whole time jumping thing. Yeah. You know, he's already time traveled. He's done all of it. Yeah. So we'll see how they do it. It's going to be good. But I'm excited to see Chris Evans come oh, back. Yeah. Chris Evans is young. He's got a lot, you know, a lot of years <laughs> left in him. Yeah, definitely. Just he, won Sexiest Man of the Year. Yeah. If you win Sexiest Man of the Year, I'm pretty sure you can be Captain <laughs> America again. I mean, dude, you're chilling. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. Put the suit back on. Get that Molinier in your hand and start start beating up some people. <laughs> oh, also what's crazy is this isn't like Marvel like news. This is DC news. Oh. So recently on a podcast, George Lopez, you know, the the comedian. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on a podcast, was talking about his new movie, Blue Beetle. As we know, Blue Beetle is going to oh, be man. one of the most anticipated DC films of the year. Yeah. He said that Batman might be in their movie. What? 
Yeah. He said that. He said that. He like literally said in the interview, he's like, yeah, I think Batman's supposed to show up at some point in our movie. He's in the movie and he said, yeah, Batman might show up. Yeah. And we all. What kind of spoiler is that? I don't know. It's probably going to be like that OG, like o- OMG moment of the movie where you see Batman appear. Okay. That is crazy. Yeah. Why would he say that? Either he knew that it would get like a lot of impressions and a lot of like views yeah. if he did that. Or he just thought like, oh, like all the superheroes are the same. Like, yeah, Batman's going to be in it. That is a massive leak. Yeah. I'm shocked that that happened. And it was, I don't know the podcast, but that's a cool clip. Clip oh, it. yeah. Clip it. Clip it. But what's crazy is who is the Batman, right? Michael Keaton's going to be in the new Flash movie. Right. He was supposed to be in the Batgirl movie. He filmed scenes for it. The movie got scrapped. Yeah. So it looks like it's either going to be Ben Affleck or Michael Keaton. And I'm leaning towards, I don't know. Ben Affleck is going to be an Aquaman too. So, so it's most likely Ben Affleck then. Yeah, you would think. It's hard to say though. We don't know. But it could be Michael Keaton. Yeah. It could be Robert Pattinson. That's true. Could it could be. be one of the three. It could be Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, man. That would be quite the twist if it was Christian Bale. Could you imagine Christian Bale, like, walking out? That would be good. That, that, okay, that's like Robert Downey Jr. coming back, in my opinion. <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. Okay. That's like, big. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick by your opinion. I like it. I, I just feel you have Christian Bale, who's... You know, phenomenal Batman, right? Yeah. But, I mean, come on, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, obviously I hold Marvel movies and DC movies on a whole different scale. Right. Right? But just, like, from the nostalgic factor, yeah, it would be different. I think Christian Bell, at some point in his life, will return as Batman, as long as Christopher Nolan comes back. You know, like, mm, the yeah. director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Okay, so we actually got more Twitter news, too. Twitter. So, we talked about Twitter last week, how they're charging people eight dollars a month for verification now that means anybody can get verified if they want to right but if you actually go to different verified accounts say someone was verified before this whole thing happened you click on their verification it'll tell you this is an official verification because they're like in entertainment or anything like that news source anything so it says they're officially verified right now if you go to someone that subscribed it will literally say they subscribed for their verification i know you were joking last week but they actually started putting two check marks. Wait, is there actually two? There's two. Because I saw like you can get the blue one for eight dollars a month. Yes. But real ones are like white and black, right? Or gray. Okay, so a real one will have the blue check, like normal. Okay. And then you go to their account, it will have a gray one under it saying official. Oh. And so only official ones have that. Oh my gosh. So what they did was pay to get a blue check mark. Yeah. Because that's what everybody wants. But then they're like it's not that special. We just created a new thing, like even more elite right. than the blue check mark. Let me just say this, okay? When someone has a check, it's pretty much saying they're a credible source in a way. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like at, held at a very high standard. So well, in, in today's day and age, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, right? But for the most part, now you have people that could be verified and spread a bunch of information that could be totally false. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely... Hurts the idea of verification, even though, yes, even before Twitter released this $8 thing, right? Yeah. You had some, like, loony people having verification, saying some horrible stuff. But now you have even more loony people saying horrible stuff and making it look, like, more legit. Because now anybody can get verified. Yeah. $8 a month. What is that? Well, it's 8 times 12, so it's 96. That was fast. That was fast. See? I may not have common sense, but I know how to do my (laughs) multiplication table. Also, guys, comment if you guys did pay for the $8 subscription. I would love to see, like, what your guys' thoughts are. Like, is it worth it? Is it? Is there some features that you're getting that, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't know if there's, what the benefits are. I'm sure there are some things that come with that. There's got to be something, like, right, right. different. Yeah. What's really crazy is that I saw this week, this is kind of going back to Marvel. Uh-huh. So, as we know, in Miss Marvel, there's, like, the whole, like, cosplay like fans, like oh with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kids within the show right. dress up as their favorite Marvel heroes. Yeah, the Sho- Avengers Con, right? The Avengers Con, showing that like Iron Man is a real superhero. People dress up as him. Yeah, and there's been recent leaked set photos of the Ironheart series for Disney Plus, Ooh. and you actually see kids dressing up as DC ho- superheroes. So you have like people dressing up as the Batman and the Riddler. Wait, what? So what I'm wondering 
is if does that mean that the superheroes exist like the dc heroes exist yeah like in the universe right because if they're dressing up as them just like how they dress up as iron man and captain america yeah there is are they both real are they both real heroes in the same universe or are the dc heroes just movies within the marvel universe i mean that could be it too but james gunn is now co-ceo of dc so marvel versus dc yeah, I'm pretty sure too. Like, I know Kevin Feige and James Gunn are totally interested in trying to have like a a collab at some point where Marvel and DC will collide, and maybe they'll do a movie or something. Yeah. Ooh. I hope it's not just like them dressing up in these costumes in Ironheart as a collab, though. That's big news, though. Like, that's a that's a really big detail. It is, but when you look back to to Eternals, they did mention Superman in Eternals. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not like the first time, but this is like the first time we visually see like these iconic costumes from the DC universe in the Marvel universe. Right. It's more it's it's confirming it more. Yeah. Cuz they're actually using their suits. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how they explain it if they be like, "Oh my gosh, you like read the DC comics?" <laughs> or like, "How do they acknowledge that? I don't know how they're going to do it." Yeah. Let us know if you feel like that is good to do or if it should not be happening or you don't want dc and marvel we i respect anybody's opinion on it in my opinion i feel they should stay separate for for a while just because i feel like there's a lot of potential for dc to come on the rise right now because of the whole james gunn thing and marvel's going to continue to do their thing right so i think it's good that they stay apart for now i'm really curious to see how james gunn does it and i think he's going to do obviously like a great job yeah the one thing that i feel like doesn't get much love though is star wars I mean, oh, yeah. I don't, we haven't said it. We haven't even talked about Andor, like on Disney Plus. Right. I think it just concluded. I think it just the series finale just happened. Oh, really? I don't know. I'm guessing. Oh. I'm hoping that that's my news. What I'm saying is right. I don't know. Let's look it up for Star Wars. Is that Studio Ghibli? You know this the company yeah. that made Spirited Away, House Moving Castle. There's a lot of amazing things that Studio Ghibli's done. They are actually working with Lucas Films on a project. They just announced on Twitter. Really. And I'm thinking that it's going to be some kind of Star Wars anime Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, that would be really good. Yeah. Especially because Star Wars just not too long ago had that one series where they actually did do like an anime type of episode. You know what I mean? It was really well done, right? There were like, I don't know, six or seven one-off episodes. Yeah, of different stories. Yeah, and different types of like art. Yeah. So everyone knows that Studio Ghibli doesn't miss so right. i think star wars needs that they need to be attached oh, yeah. to something that doesn't miss because you know <laughs> they've been missing there's been some misses they should have probably did up a studio ghibli before you know after the last jedi <laughs> it is sad to see how star wars kind of declined with the sequels. comment if you felt the same way i remember when you know leading up to the force awakens yeah i remember reading online like watching star wars theory Watching all these videos leading up, and I'll never forget when we got the first picture of Kylo Ren in the snow with the red lightsaber, uh-huh. right? In the hilt. What do you call it? The, the hilt guard or whatever you call yeah, it? Yeah, the hilt. Yeah, his hilt. And just how, like, crazy it was, like, to see that lightsaber, because we've yeah. never seen that. And I think cross guard hilt? Yeah, something, something, like, something that. like that. Correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. I just remember being so excited, and it just reminded me of, like, I'll, I'll never feel that again. Even after Force Awakens came out. I was like, dude, Force Awakens was great. Yeah. And I'm so excited for The Last Jedi. We know that Luke Skywalker is going to come in. Right. There was concept art of him destroying a Star Destroyer with his like with the Force. Yes. And it was not seen in The Last Jedi. Keep that in mind. In The Last Jedi, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to like say anything negative about Star Wars. But that was such, it was such a horrible movie. I'm taking a stand. <laughs> it's so hard but, for me to say yeah, that. But it was, it was a very different direction to go in like it was a lot of hype after force awakens yeah so much hype like one thing that i feel like they should have never done they should have had jj abrams probably do all three movies right you change up the directors it's kind of like everyone has a different direction or like a different thing in their mind right but if you had one director right just like keep it cohesive exactly there's pay there's things that he's setting up in force awakens that need to be paid off yeah it was very wishy-washy yeah i mean like jj abrams had probably a plan for snoke right right but ryan johnson's like nah screw snoke let me just kill him off right now let me just cut him in half yeah and it's just so confusing and so like sad that 
they did that to those movies, you know? Yeah. And then we see, hey, there's an infinite amount of Snokes. Yeah. And then Emperor Palpatine's back. Because you're like, dude, what do we do after yeah. episode eight? I hate to say it, but that final scene, that final battle with Emperor Palpatine was just not fulfilling. With Rey? Yeah. I was expecting to see some like crazy, like, you're hearing all the voices, like, oh my gosh, are the Force Ghosts going to come out? Yeah. Nope. You're just kind of reflecting the lightning back at him. Yeah, I, and I feel like Ray was done totally wrong. I feel like Finn was screwed over. Like, these characters had, like, potential, like, at the beginning. Like, even Finn, like, exploring his backstory. Like, what could have been? Like, yeah. explaining that more. Instead, we don't ever hear about it, and he got sidelined. It's, like, so, so ridiculous. Let's just say he can only go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> you're up here. You're like, you know what? I want to feel that. Feel that rise again. So let me just <laughs> let me just set it into the ground so we could feel that ascension. But I will say they have been on more of a rise recently. Oh yeah, Mandalorian's been phenomenal. Right. The last couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett were great. <laughs> and that new animated series they just came out with, oh, it, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi definitely is a step in the right direction. It's only up from here. Let us know what your thoughts are on Star Wars <laughs> and if you can relate to the devastation of the last jedi right i mean i know there's a lot of love out there for star wars we just got to get it right back on the right track this week is huge for marvel <laughs> black panther black wakanda panther. forever has come out if you're watching this by now it's saturday so it's been out for a couple days what the heck i we saw okay this is let me just tell you my my week story right here okay 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 i go on on monday i went to early screening through disney to go see black panther yep then on Tuesday, we went together to Straw Hat Goofy's event yes. where we saw Black Panther. Then on Wednesday, we went to go see it in, at the IMAX headquarters. Yep. So we know the movie very well at this point. Yes. And I have to say, it's a great movie. It's phenomenal. It's so emotional. So well done. I yeah. feel like... Don't you feel like they oh, did such a great job yeah. with... It's a must-see for sure. Like, It's definitely a very well-done movie. Yeah. I mean, I know everyone's going to go because it's like Black Panther, right. Wakanda Forever. But... The way they handled the story, the way they, you know, paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman, and they did his character justice in a way that was, like, very tasteful. Yes. It was so, so cathartic and so, like, emotionally driven, and it's just, like, such a It was movie. very emotional. I was getting, like, chills at so many points in the movie. Yeah. And the theory of Killmonger coming back, I told you guys. I told you Killmonger was coming back. Yep. And, and if you haven't seen it by now, I'm so sorry. But I just ruined that for you. <laughs> but he literally came back pretty much the way you said, you know? Yeah, I mean, I said that there's multiple ways of him coming back. Yeah. He could actually physically be there, or it could be, like, the ancestral plane kind of thing. Right. And they went for that way. But he's back. Everyone that doubted it, it's okay. Got him. Let's talk about this post credit scene. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. If, okay, the Killmonger thing, that was going to get out. It's all over TikTok. <laughs> this next part is all over TikTok, too. <laughs> Basically, at the end of the movie, we see how Nakia shows Shuri that yes. T'Challa and her had a kid, and his name is T'Challa. Yeah. So, T'Challa may never be recasted, but there is a new T'Challa. On the rise. On the rise. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That scene gave me chills Oh, my, I had shows that whole scene, that yeah. whole post-credit scene. The actor who played young T'Challa yeah. is such a good actor. Like, you felt it. Like, you felt like, oh, my gosh, bro, yeah. you are T'Challa. Like, and it's so exciting to see the, for the future of Marvel, like, that this kid will probably be the next Black Panther, right, after right. Shuri. Right. And we'll see, like, how this plays out, but he maybe he'll be in the Young Avengers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. This... I just can't get over how emotional the movie was. Yeah. It was so well done. Namor is a great character. It's yeah. going to be really interesting how they handle him in the MCU. Like, who's he going to go next? Like, where's he going to go next? Like, what's going to happen? And he is a mutant. He did say he dropped the word mutant. He dropped the word. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of questions I still have. Like, does M'Baku at the end of the movie, he wants to go to challenge day and like try to challenge He's challenging for the throne so what does that mean does that mean so will he be the king of wakanda now but not the black panther but not the black panther which is weird because they made it very clear i felt that shuri 
is solely just the Black Panther. Like, yes, she's the queen now, yeah. technically, but they kept calling her Panther. Right. And I think what's good, too, is we've really seen a lot of growth in M'Baku, right? Like, from Black Panther oh, yeah. 1. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you could kind of see, like, how his, his character development's been, like, really getting good. He went from, like, kind of being, like, this brash, like, like really tough guy right. that doesn't want his way, right? But yeah. now he's starting to think, like, what's better for Wakanda? Like, what's better for everyone? Mm-hmm. Trying to look after Shuri. Right. So there's a lot of growth in him, and I think they're really setting him up to be, like, the next king. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because we do see that in Infinity War, too, when he comes to help, you know? Yeah. Like, that was, I feel like that was a big moment. It was, because the last time we saw him was in Black Panther. Yeah. So to see him come back, and you're like, oh, wow, like, you could see, like, he's becoming more of a good guy. Right. It could have just been because it's the end of the world, but... <laughs> It, it that will do it <laughs> talk about uniting the, the world <laughs> we have a lot of things planned this episode it's gonna be good i have some theories i'm sure you have some theories Yeet. i got some stuff you got some stuff <laughs> so we'll discuss it and let you know what is up and you'll let us know <laughs> what you want to be what's up yeah. in the next episode <laughs> and if you like it let us know and if you don't you know just be nice let us know, but be nice. Don't be rude about it. <laughs> we all have feelings, and uh, we're just all trying to survive out here. <laughs> so make sure you hit the like button. Hit that support button. Hit it. Press it. Embrace it. Massage it. Whatever you got to do, make sure it's clicked. Fireworks. Fireworks will happen when you click it. Boom. So let's get into it. Okay, so moving on. So I'm going to say a name, and you have to say the first name that comes to your mind when you hear that name. Okay. We can see how many people actually think like you. And I saw this video by Sam Bucha. Okay. Are you ready? As fast as you can. As fast as I can. Mia. P.M. Mia. Charlie. D'Amelio. Emma. Watson. George. Clooney. Levi. Jeans. Ashley. Tisdale. Steve. Jobs. Madison. Beer. Charlotte. Hornets. Tommy. Boxers. Jacob. Sartorius. Joseph. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hurry up. Pickles. <laughs> I don't know what Joseph <laughs> Pickles. Pickles. What is that? I don't. I, I, Joseph? Moving on. Nick. Jonas. All right. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Pickles? Joseph Pickles? Joseph. What do you think of when you hear Joseph? Hurry up. Joseph in the, in the raincoat. What? That, that book, the kid book. What's that? Isn't there like a book called like Joseph and his raincoat? <laughs> I don't know. Joseph. Joseph is tough. I will say that. Yeah. But I, I don't understand. What's pickles? I just threw out a word. Uh, I, like a word? Like a random word? Yeah. First thing that came to my head. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm glad to hear Isn't know. that what I was supposed to do? Well, apparently, when you hear the word pickle, you associate it with Joseph. And if you hear the word <laughs> Joseph, you call it pickle. I don't know. All right. Well, let us know what you got. Did you get pickle for Joseph? <laughs> I want to know what people got for pickle. I mean, for Joseph. <laughs> Yeah, pickle wasn't an option. Okay, so moving on. We have some more crazy news. Oh, good news. <laughs> Pickles. <laughs> Joseph. Pickles. I don't know what to say for Joseph. Moving on. Go ahead. So there's this crazy new invention that claims they've made the fastest shoes in the world. What do they mean by, like, the fastest shoe? So this company called Shift Robotics just made this new shoe, and they claim it will make you the fastest walker in the world. And they call them the moonwalkers. I honestly have no idea how they can make a shoe to make you move faster. Okay, so all you have to do is strap your shoe in into the device and walk normally because it has wheels and a motor in it, and it will just adjust to the way you walk. And it'll actually make your speed of your walk turn into the speed of a run so the average human will walk like 2.5 miles per hour but this will actually boost it to 7.5 miles per hour so even though you're just walking normally and putting the same amount of effort in you're actually going the speed of a run and they're actually releasing this in march 2023 could you imagine wearing these in pe in school dude it is the cheat code to life i just remember having to walk you like how they say like on the days where you have to run the mile or oh stuff? my gosh could yeah you- <laughs> that reaction that's funny. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. Those were the worst. Yeah, I just I just know like if you if you're telling me that you could triple the speed of someone's like ability without having to change anything like physically. Right. Shoot, man, sign me up. I know. Like, okay. Think about this. Back in middle school, when you had those cardio days, these would help a lot. Yeah. You're running the whole period. You are. You would run the long ways and walk the short ways. Yeah. It's so funny, like, how I feel like as a society, it's just, like, we're just getting lazier and lazier. Totally just, like, it really takes the physical fitness out of physical fitness. Right. You know what I mean? You're literally using the amount of effort to walk, but to go to the speed of running. So you're literally running, but you're actually just walking. I honestly would like to get a pair just so I can see. I mean, that's kind of crazy. That's ridiculous. So moving on, as we talk about innovation and the laziness that will succumb, like will ruin our lives. Yeah, we're definitely going downhill. So have you seen what humans are going to look like in the next thousand years? Ooh, is it bad? So I read an article by the Science Times and they literally made a 3D model of what humans are going to look like in the future and how technology affects our body. So many doctors have done scientific research and they found that the way we use our smartphones, the way we use our laptops, the way we use technology really will affect the way our body looks. I could just picture it now. It's got to look really bad. Yeah, so they created this 3D model named Mindy, and they found that humans in the year 3000 will have this thing called a text claw hand. And the reason why humans are going to have this is because for all the years of just holding their cell phone, like clinching it to their hand, and they found that humans are going to have this 90 degree angle elbow at all times because all the times that they hold their phone locked in this one position, that our elbows will be locked in this position forever, 90 degrees. And the third thing that humans are going to have is a hunchback and a really thick neck, and it's from like always being hunched over, like using their computers and like devices. And the thick neck is from like always looking down at their smartphone like their neck gets all like curled up dude i have really bad posture i know me too and it's from always looking at my phone and they also found that humans are going to have thicker skulls because from all the radiation from our cell phone like being too close to our face like when we're watching videos or like calling someone our skulls will be thicker in the year 3000 okay i know when i fall asleep my phone is always right next to my head which is bad yeah the radiation dude that's scary i know I, I have such a bad habit of that too like I fall asleep, I'm like watching a YouTube video or something, and it's just like in my hand like this, and the next thing you know, like I'm sleeping like like this, and the phone's like right there. So we're going to have thicker skulls. Yeah, to combat the radiation from the cell phone. What's scary is that 90 degree claw hand. Yeah, it's going to be stuck in that position, so like the only movement you can do is like go up like this, right? So I mean, we're going to be like Legos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We got to do better. We got to do better. Moving on to very weird. This is very weird. I don't even know how to preface this or how to explain it. Have you seen what a zombie deer is? A what? So there's this disease called chronic wasting disease, and it's also known as CWD. And it's basically a mutation that happens like in living organisms where the DNA gets all messed up. Okay. So this disease is irreversible. And once you have it, you can't change it. It's like you're done. So this is what's turning things into zombies? Yeah. So when deers get this illness, holes start to form within their brain and they slowly become brain dead, but they're actually still able to function. So this will cause deers to do things that they're not even aware of doing. So like there's a clip of like a deer running, running in a circle. It keeps running. And then all of a sudden it decides to stop, stands up, and then it falls on its back and it just keeps moving its legs because they think it's walking still, but it's just like in one spot. And apparently like this illness is easy to spread. So like if you see a deer acting strange, like stay away from it and like keep your like dogs and pets away from it. Okay, that's actually really scary. It's crazy. If you see this footage, these deers look crazy. Like you could see like they're kind of like slowly becoming like deformed, Uh huh. but you just see it like its behavior is so like erratic and it doesn't make sense and it's really sad if someone told you like it's not like a disease you would think it's like really funny because you're like what's up with this deer like why is it doing that right but it's real it's literally a real zombie it's real it's a real thing that's scary because what if like okay say that illness like mutates that humans get it it's zombies it's zombies oh my gosh that's real life walking dead right there and it's easy to pass like pass around so it's not even like a zombie bite it's just an illness that could just spread yeah i saw this on tiktok i don't know how true it is but oh that's crazy we'll roll with it <laughs> okay if a real zombie apocalypse happens dude i don't know where what i would do all i know is that i would probably yeah i don't know what i'd do i was thinking like yeah i'm gonna go to this one place where there's gonna be a bunch of food and weapons and stuff but yeah i would try to go to a supermarket yeah. i'm going to target but then think about this right all the food, you're good for maybe a year. It expires after that. Dude, I'll eat expired food. You're going to have to eat expired food. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know how much Chef Boy RD they got in there? 
They sure. got a lot. I definitely would probably go to like a Taco Bell. My my go to would be Taco Bell. Uh-huh. If that's not working, I would try to do Chipotle, get whatever was left. Yeah. Like fresh barbacoa. <laughs> and then I'd probably go to McDonald's because you know that the filet of fishes. Yeah. They last for a while. There's actually a crazy urban legend about McDonald's. Oh, gosh. I feel like, is it going to make me want to eat it more? Or am I going to be like... No, you're not going to want to go. Great. Glad, glad to <laughs> ruin our lives with this news. So do you remember those Ronald McDonald benches that were outside like every McDonald's? Are you talking about the benches where like Ronald McDonald's like sitting on the bench with you? Yeah. So do you know why we don't see those anymore? No. So in 2005, a story was spreading where two guys went to McDonald's super late at night because it's like one of the only things that were open and they got their burgers and they decided to eat on one of those benches with Ronald McDonald. And when they were done eating, one of them went to go throw away their trash and the other one was still sitting there and he decided to lay down on the ronald mcdonald lap and say like oh dude i'm so tired because it was such a late night we've all been there right but right after he said this apparently the ronald mcdonald he was sitting on turned its head towards him and said yeah i'm tired too what is this like a real story yeah and the guy actually ended up dying from a heart attack because he was so scared and so shocked and apparently this news got around everywhere and that's why mcdonald's took out these benches yeah i feel like all mcdonald's now like have None of these benches around. Right, you don't see them anymore. It's really weird. Wow, it's like crazy that that's what happened. Though. Yeah, because they honestly just kind of disappeared out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, because I remember sitting on them. Yeah. They're red. Right, they're red. Some of them are red, yeah. And some are yellow. And some are, are just regular, like, brown wood. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it always kind of matched his, like, outfit, like the red and the yellow stripes. Maybe it did, but I thought I saw some wood ones. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why I guess they're gone. It'd be cool to get a selfie on one now. <laughs> You know, but I guess we can't. Honestly, those things really creep me out. Yeah, because he's like smiling and he's just. Yeah, he's got his arm around you and he's just sitting there smiling. He's like, just... bro, like keep your hand, keep your hands like out of there. You yeah. Know? You know what also scared me? The old like McDonald's play place. Oh, yeah. It was always super dark in there. It smelled like poop. It was just not the place to be. Yeah, not the place to be. Yeah, that play place just was not it. That was just. You just don't want to be there. That place is the reason why you get your tetanus shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've, they just put the McDonald's jungle gym at the doctor's office. Be like, <laughs> you're, you're just like, yep, hit me right now. <laughs> Gosh, I, I just remember like, you know how like it's so nostalgic. You smell it. You know what I mean? Like you just, uh, I just can't explain it. It's like when you walk by a sewer and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like the Ninja Turtles. And then you realize Yep, it's a sewer. It smells really bad. Yeah. It's not like a it's not like a good thing. Right. It's just there. I would have hated to be the employee that had to clean that place. And you know, to be honest, I don't think any of the employees did. No, they just wanted to keep that nostalgia. <laughs> Let's make it as disgusting as possible. Think about this. The more disgusting you left it, the less kids would probably be on it. That's right? true. And you don't want to clean it anymore, just don't clean it. Yeah. People won't ever go on it again. That is true. Okay, so moving on. Do you know why this photo is one of the most disturbing photos to ever exist in the world? No, it's just a bunch of guys smiling. So this picture was taken of a group of survivors that survived like this crash of a Uruguayan plane. And what if I told you that they're smiling for a very disturbing reason? Okay, whatever it is, they look really happy. Yeah, so like I said, they were survivors of an airplane crash and they were stranded for 72 days. And keep in mind, they had no food. So they had to resort to cannibalism, which is eating humans. What? Yeah, and that is why they're smiling because they just ate a human and you can see in the photo like on the ground there's like a human spine on the ground wait that's a spine yeah and eventually 16 of them got rescued but what's so crazy is that there was a hotel 18 miles away from where they were but since they decided to stay in one spot and had no desire to go towards the town they were forced to have to eat humans because they had no food and they were eating the humans that didn't survive the plane crash so you're telling me they could have walked 18 miles to get food but they decided to just sit there and eat humans yeah pretty much it all I had to do is just walk in the right direction and they would have found civilization dude what is wrong with these guys i think it was just like a lapse in judgment right because obviously when you think about it when you take an 18 mile car ride it's like close to an hour right yeah like 40 minutes to an hour that's true so could you imagine like you may walk a little bit right but you it's hard to commit to 18 mile walk if you don't even know where you're going dude i can still not believe that's a spine in the picture that's a human spine that they're sitting next to and smiling. It looks like people that just ate for the first time, but they didn't eat no food. Yeah, that guy in the sunglasses looked really happy. It's so disturbing. Like You, you could have that back. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like a regular plane flight? And yeah, it just apparently crashed. it was like an Air Force flight 
I I mean, I don't know all the details, uh-huh. but it was a plane crash. There were some survivors and the people that didn't survive. I don't know if they killed each other, you know? Yeah. Or if they ate. I'm pretty sure they ate like the people that didn't make the plane. You know what I mean? They yeah. that died in the plane crash. Right. Ooh. That's disturbing. Hence the disturbing photo. It's literally one of the most disturbing photos to ever exist. It's ranked. So speaking of like crazy, like disturbing events, did you actually know there was a time where poison rain fell from the sky? What do you mean it rained poison? So there was a time in this town called Oakville, which is a super small town in Washington. And one day it started raining and people were noticing that it wasn't actually liquid rain. It was more of a gel-like substance falling out of the sky. And when they used their windshield wipers on their cars, it was just smearing it. It wasn't wiping it off like it would a liquid, showing that it wasn't rain. How is this even possible? So what's even crazier, three weeks after the first falling of the poison rain it happened five more times so it happened actually six times so scientists started to study the gel-like substance that was falling out of the sky and they found a bacteria in it and after it would rain a bunch of people would get sick and they said they had flu-like symptoms for seven weeks to two months and to this day they still don't know what happened dude that's crazy that they have no idea what happened like how are you gonna explain jello coming from the sky right it's so weird how gel was coming out of the sky and it wasn't liquid it was just smearing on people's windows like it definitely wasn't normal and people were getting sick and having flu-like symptoms for seven weeks to two months yeah it's definitely coming from whatever that gel was whatever that is however that happened i mean i know there's such things like artificial clouds like you can make it like we saw like and there's that there's that whole like system on how they're able to make these fake clouds and they could actually make it rain through these fake clouds so i'm sure they could put stuff in the cloud but what's scary is if this was some sort of like test for a weapon they tested it on a very small town like where the population was very low so it kind of makes sense oh that's scary right they wouldn't do that in la because people would be like what What's going on here? Right. They chose a really small town. Man, that's really sad. That's scary. I'm never moving to a small town. Screw that. Nope. Stick to the big city. Okay, so staying on the topic of random phenomena, there's these random circles around the world that if you step inside of them, you'll actually die. Wait, what? So have you ever seen like random circles that form on the ground, like in the grass, or there'll be like a group of mushrooms that grow in a circle? I definitely feel like I've seen mushrooms in a circle. Okay, so they actually call these fairy circles. So what even is a fairy circle? So in fairy lore, there's a theory that if someone steps in the middle of the fairy circle, like crosses the border and steps in the middle of the circle, they'll die young or they'll have a lifetime of bad luck. Well, thank goodness I didn't step in it. Yeah, and if you accidentally step in it, the only way to reverse it is to run around the circle nine times when there's a full moon. But if you accidentally do 10 times, it'll stay with you forever. So basically, if you can't count, you're you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. That really sucks. I mean, that's kind of scary though, because I've definitely seen that mushroom thing with mushrooms growing in a circle like that yeah but i never knew it was like they actually had that was like a thing yeah i wonder how it grows like that they never like never step like in the middle don't step in the middle if you ever see that if you ever see a random circle do not step in the middle okay so this next part of the podcast is where i tell a story if you like stories stick around let me know if you have any stories or if there's a certain story you want me to tell this one is gonna be good as all of them are do you know this story about this couple that became obsessed with spying on their neighbors but this story like has the craziest twist they spied on their neighbors yeah so the story starts off with this girl named pippa and she's going around town and she's buying products and stuff and she just moved into a new apartment with her husband thomas and thomas is actually like a musician and he makes jingles for like commercials and stuff they seem pretty normal yeah so when they move into their new apartment the realtor tells them like hey this is your apartment but you can't change anything about the paint you can't change anything about the architecture The only thing you can change is the furniture in the apartment. So Thomas asked the realtor, like, can I change like the curtains on the windows? And the realtor says like, oh, you cannot change anything like that. You have to like keep it the way it is. So Pippa and Thomas like are super happy to be living together. They they just got married. They're so excited to like live life together. So later that night, they're both hanging out in the apartment. They're having a good time. And they notice like this flashing light coming from an apartment across the way. And obviously they become super curious. So they go look at the apartment. They look at the window. And they notice that there's a couple in the other apartment and they look like a really young couple also. Okay. So the next day Pippa goes to work and she has her friend named Ari who works with her. And she's telling her about this new apartment and how they have these new neighbors across the way. And there's something really strange about these new neighbors. So Ari's like, hey, you should get some binoculars and like spy on them and like see what they're up to. Pippa's like, I shouldn't do that. That's really wrong to like spy on someone. And Pippa's like a really trusted worker. Like she's very valued at her job. She's an optometrist. She just got a raise from her boss. Like. She has a lot of things going for her. So later that night, Thomas and Pippa start watching their neighbors again. And Thomas asked Pippa, like, what do you think their names are? Like, who do you think they are? And across the way, you can see that there's a young woman who's listening to music. And there's this guy across the way 
who's eating his food. But then all of a sudden the guy starts choking on his food, but his girlfriend or whoever that is cannot hear him because she has headphones on. And Thomas and Pippa are like freaking out, like help him. He's choking, like get, trying to get their attention. Pippa tells Thomas like, hey, we got to call the police or we got to do something to help this guy. But then luckily all of a sudden his girlfriend or like wife or whatever finds him choking and helps him. So later that night, Pippa starts to have this urge to wanting to spy on the neighbors again. And she's slowly becoming addicted to like watching what they're doing. And as Pippa's watching this apartment, she notices that the wife or whoever the girl is leaves the apartment in the middle of the night. So the night goes by and the next morning comes and they wake up and they notice this flashing light coming from the apartment across the way. And Thomas is like, what is that? And he gets really distracted by it. Okay, do the flashing lights mean something? It is important. So later that night, Pippa goes out and she walks by a store and she finds these pair of binoculars. So she buys them because Pippa knows like she could use these binoculars to spy on the neighbors. So she goes back to her apartment and she shows Thomas like, look at what I have. And they're looking at the neighbors and they notice that a woman walks into the apartment and it's not the guy's wife. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so this is where it gets really weird. So the guy starts getting intimate with the girl. And the guy is apparently a photographer and the girl's a model. Okay, so the flashing lights are coming from his camera. Yeah, so the next day, Pippa and Thomas go to breakfast with some of their friends. And they tell all their friends, like, hey, look, we have some really weird neighbors. And, like, we've been kind of, like, spying on them. And they reveal to their friends, like, our neighbor is, like, literally cheating on his wife. And Pippa starts talking about how she wishes she could hear what the neighbors are saying. So they all start, like, talking and, like, thinking about of a plan of how they could get a microphone in that person's apartment so they could, like, spy on them even more. How are they going to put a microphone in there? Okay, so that night they notice across the way that the couple's having, like, a Halloween party. So they think of a plan, like, okay, we should go to this party. We'll install the microphones when no one's looking. So they both get ready, like, in a Halloween costume, and they head to the couple's apartment to, like, go to the party. Dude, they are crazy. Yeah, so Pippa and Thomas get to the party, and all of a sudden the guy that they've been spying on opens the door, and the guy's name is Seb, and he, like says like hey great to see you guys like takes a picture of them and immediately pippa and thomas start trying to find like where are we going to put these microphones they finally find a spot like where they could hide it and then they head back to their apartment so they get back to their apartment and they're trying to test out the equipment to make sure it works and they hear seb and his wife margo getting in this argument and margo's like i saw you cheating on me with this girl and seb's like no you didn't he like pushes her to the ground and it, like really shows that seb's like a really bad guy like he's abusive he's manipulative he's just like horrible what the heck is up with seb yeah so the next day pippa feels like really bad for margo and like she feels like really disturbed by what she saw so pippa goes to work and when she gets to work her first customer of the day happens to be margo but margo introduces herself to pippa and says like hi my name is julia so like it turns out like margo's real name is julia so pippa helps her like works on her eyes and and all of a sudden, Julia says, like, hey, like, we should hang out sometime. Like, let's go coffee or, like, go to dinner or something. That's so random. Yeah, and while all this is happening, Thomas is back at the apartment, and he's spying on Seb. And he notices that Seb has another, like, secret girl over, and he's photographing her. So Thomas is starting to feel, like, really guilty about this. And Pippa's like, dude, why are you so freaking out about this? Like, this is totally normal. And Pippa tells him how Julia came into her work today and how, like, she wants to hang out, get coffee. And Thomas thinks like, that is so weird and so random. Like, why did this happen? It is kind of weird. Yeah, so a couple days go by and Julia and Pippa end up hanging out together and they go to the spa and Julia tells Pippa like, no matter how bad of a guy Seb is to me, I'm always gonna love him and I still think he's the best. So days go by and Pippa keeps spying on Julia and Seb and she sees how Seb just keeps cheating on Julia and Julia has no idea. So Pippa becomes obsessed and all she can think about is Seb and Julia and she's just consumed by this whole spying thing. Pippa sounds like a psycho. Yeah, so later that night, Pippa gets so annoyed with Julia never knowing that Seb's cheating on her. So she's able to hack in and connect to their printer. So she writes a message onto her computer to send to their printer, and she sends a message and it comes out of their printer and it tells Julia like, your husband's cheating on you. And Julia looks at it and she realizes like, oh my gosh, he is cheating on me. So she grabs a kitchen knife and starts walking towards Seb. Wait, so now she's just gonna kill him? Well, all of a sudden Thomas tells Pippa like, we have to stop, this is going too far, like you're getting involved, like you shouldn't be doing this. So they both fall asleep. And then the next morning they wake up and Pippa sees across the way that Seb is holding a bloody knife and he sees Julia on the ground all bloody and she's dead hang on so seb killed julia yeah so pippa and thomas are like freaking out they're panicking they don't know what to do they just see julia on the ground they don't know if they should call the police or what they have to do so thomas tells pippa like i'm done with you i'm breaking up with you i can't do this anymore and pippa's like paralyzed by this like how could you break up with me like i can't believe this is happening so the next day pippa goes to work and she's just trying to keep it together but she's like bawling her eyes out because she knows like she's guilty for Julia's death. Yeah, I mean, she just got her killed. Yeah, so that night Pippa's in her apartment and she sees Seb across the way and Seb is just so upset. He's like throwing bottles, he's breaking stuff. And all of a sudden Seb decides to leave the apartment. So Pippa decides like, okay, screw it. I'm gonna go follow him. So she follows him into this restaurant and she like sits far away from him. But all of a sudden he sees her and walks towards her and he literally sits down with her. Wait, what? So Seb starts questioning Pippa like, what, what are you, what's your deal? Like, why are you here? Like, who are you? And then all of a sudden Seb starts opening up to her and telling her how 
I just lost someone like really close to me and she's no longer with me. Well, he kind of killed her. Yeah. So all of a sudden Pippa and Seb start liking each other. And Seb's like, hey, like, you should come back to my apartment. And Pippa agrees to go back with him. So Seb starts, like, taking photos of Pippa. And, like, Pippa's, like, starting to like him. They end up hooking up together. And while they're hooking up, Thomas has some flowers. And he's walking back to the apartment to, like, apologize to Pippa. But when he gets into the apartment, he looks across the way. And he sees Pippa hooking up with Seb. Dude, she's hooking up with a murderer. Yeah, so the next day, Pippa goes back to her apartment. And when she walks into the door, she finds Thomas literally dead. And it looks like he kind of, like, unalived himself what yeah so pippa feels so guilty because she knows that she's the reason why this happened so the next couple of days go by and she's just so depressed she doesn't know what to do with herself and all of a sudden seb invites her to go to his art show and pippa's like sure i guess i'll go like look at your photos so when pippa gets to the art show she goes up to seb and they're like talking really briefly and all of a sudden seb goes up onto the stage and he's like thank you everybody for coming i just want to thank one person like i want to thank the love of my life julia I wouldn't have been able to do this without her. And then all of a sudden, Julia walks up on stage showing that she's not really dead and she's been alive the whole time. Wait a second, what? Yeah, so then all of a sudden, Julia says, thank you, everybody. I want to show you guys this one art piece that we've been working really hard on. And it's about a girl who became obsessed with their neighbors. And all of a sudden, all these photos come down and they're pictures of Pippa and Thomas and different scenarios that they've been in and all these like security camera footage of them doing these acts of spying. So this whole thing was just exposing Pippa and Thomas for like spying on their neighbors. So all this was just for an art project. Yeah, so Pippa goes back to Seb's apartment and she finds all this hidden recording devices, like all these secret cameras that they had that rigged up the apartment to be able to spy on her and Thomas. And a couple days later, Pippa looks across the way and she sees Julia and Seb eating together and all of a sudden Julia just starts waving to her. Dude, they are so psycho. So later that night, Julia and Seb are having dinner together and they're talking and all of a sudden this letter comes through their printer and it says, I know you killed Thomas. And all of a sudden Julia and Seb are like all scared, like what's going on? They look out their window and they see Pippa's on the roof and Pippa just starts running because she has a computer and she actually has evidence showing that Julia actually killed Thomas. What is going on? So they start chasing after Pippa and Pippa leads them to her eye exam office. And Julia's like, what are you doing? Like, how do you know this? But while Julia and Seb are trying to confront Pippa, all of a sudden Julia faints because Pippa actually put stuff in their drinks to make them pass out. And she grabs both of them and puts them both in the eye exam, like operating chair. And she literally fries their eyes. She fried their eyes? Yeah, so a couple weeks go by and all of a sudden there's a new couple moving into Pippa's apartment. And you could tell like they're like looking outside, they're checking out the other apartments nearby and they see Seb and Julia across the way. And you could tell that Julia and Seb, their eyes are literally not working and they're blind. So in the end, Pippa got revenge and she just moved on with her life. Okay, this is the saddest, craziest story ever. Yeah, it's very dark, very strange, makes you feel uncomfortable. Like at first you think one person's crazy, then you realize that they're not crazy, the other people are crazy. Then you realize that the person's like psycho is like bounce back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, but then you find they're all crazy. Yeah, they're all crazy. Dude, what? So this next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where we have a real life story, a real life drama story filled with emotion. And it's a real life thing. Okay. So make sure you comment. Let us know who you feel is right and who you feel is wrong. And here comes Leia. Oh, yeah, you're right here. (laughs) (laughs) Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for wanting to tell my brother's fiance about the tracking app he secretly installed in the new phone he bought for her? Oh my gosh. That <laughs> is a very interesting situation to be in. Ugh. All right, here we go. My female 22 brother's male 27 is currently engaged to his fiance, female 25. He bought her a new phone for Valentine's and asked my boyfriend, who's trained in computer and software, to install a hidden tracking app on the phone so his fiance won't see it or notice. Yikes. I overheard them talking, and when I entered the room, they went silent. I waited till my brother left and then talked to my boyfriend. He denied having this conversation with my brother first then and admitted to installing the app on the phone. I told him he and my brother were in the wrong because this is a huge breach of privacy. He said he has nothing to do with it and advised me to stay out of it as well. But I said I wanted to tell my brother's fiance. My boyfriend argued with me about being nosy and intrusive and told me to stay out of it and let them deal with their own issues. But I thought this wasn't fair to my future sister-in-law since she's the one working, paying the bills and rent, and this is how she's treated? My boyfriend told me to stop with this attitude and again said I should stay out of it because it does not in any way concern me. I don't know. I feel horrible after hearing of what my brother did, and since I have a good relationship with his fiance, I can't help but feel guilty and wanting to tell her. Would I be wrong? 
Whose side are you on? Oof. Talk about some trust issues, huh? I know. Gosh. If I was in a situation like that, I would like someone to tell me that I'm being tracked. Yeah, I would too. I mean, like, why? <laughs> I get it, though, like, for safety precautions, right? Like, I would give you my location as you have, yeah. my, you have my location. Yeah, we have each other's location. Because just in case, like, something, something happens. Yeah. Like, gotta... worst possible scenario ever. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you get never captured know. or something. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I gotta be able to, like, pull up the map, you know? Yeah. I'm not, like, looking at it all the time. Yeah, and it's not like it's a secret. Like, we both know. We're both aware, you know, because of that reason. But also, it's like, you should be able to live your life pretty freely without, like, who cares if someone's tracking you, like, that yeah. you love, right? It's like, you shouldn't be hiding anything. So it's okay yeah. to be tracked, I think. But we also don't know the full story, right? Yeah. I think it should never be done in a way that the person doesn't know they're being tracked. Yeah. It should just be like, look, hey, I think we should do this. I think it's, like, safe. But it should never be like, I'm secretly doing this. I know. Red flag. Yeah, definitely red flag. And then getting also other family members involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. The Ugh. writer of the story is not wrong. Not wrong. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. That is sketchy. Comment if you guys feel it's right or wrong. I mean, let us know. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty like wrong with the guy's doing. I agree. Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for announcing the reason why I didn't invite my brother to my wedding and exposing him to my entire family? Oof. I, male 30, got married two weeks ago. I was married before, but it ended after I found out that my older brother, Thomas, male 34, got involved with my first wife. Oh, Thomas. What are you doing? <laughs> it was devastating because we were close and had a great relationship. I also helped him so much while he was struggling, and seeing how he repaid me hurts to this very day. I stopped talking to him, and my mom and dad forced me to keep it a secret because I was too weak to argue with them, and I just kept my own distance. Then, I met my now wife. My family loved and embraced her as their own. My mom and dad treated her like a queen, which helped repair and solidified my relationship with them. However, as the wedding was approaching, they told me they expected to invite Thomas. <laughs> I, of course, refused, but they kept guilting me about what the relatives and other guests would think and say when they don't see Thomas there. I fought with them about this till the day of the wedding. Turns out, they invited him behind my back, but I found out and stopped them in time. They came to the wedding looking pissed, asking what they were going to tell people when they asked about Thomas. I told them I'd take care of it. And what I did was take a moment while everyone was paying attention, grabbed the mic, and flat out announced this and said, the reason I didn't invite Thomas to my wedding is because I was worried he'd steal my now wife, just like he stole the first one. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. I said it playfully to not make it sound so tense, but most of the guests looked shocked and started mumbling. Then it went awkwardly quiet for a moment. As they should. Then we moved on, but I saw my mom and dad walk out while looking at me grudgingly. Later, they started lashing out about how I just exposed Thomas and caused him to be shunned by the family in the most hideous of ways. As he should, though. As he should. <laughs> we kind of already know here. Do parents. better. <laughs> Do better, parents. What the heck? I told them that I already said I didn't want him there, yet they tried to push him on me repeatedly saying, what are people going to say? So I told them the reason why he wasn't there in a playful way, but they, the guests, still got the message. My mom started yelling about how everyone will now look down on them and shun Thomas. She called me pathetic and cruel for still punishing him and gradually ruining his life despite him apologizing and trying to reconcile. But in my opinion, some things are just unforgivable. We've been on horrible terms since then. Was I wrong? My wife said, at least now they're off my back about what people would say about not inviting him. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Um, the writer, <laughs> you are not wrong. No. But I have to say this, side note, that is so wrong of the parents. I know. What's wrong with them? They're, you know what that is? That is just showing that they are, they are insecure and they know that Thomas's actions is a reflection of their parenting. Yeah. That's why they don't want, they're going to hide, cover up Thomas's bad doings. I know. Because they don't want to look bad. Yeah. They only care about like, like surface level, like what people see them as, like, you know. Right, because some parents, I really feel, do a horrible job as a parent, right? And their kids are all screwed up, right? They, they make horrible decisions, 
right? But they don't want the world, the parents don't want the world to know that, exactly. right? Because they know that the, there were, the kid's actions are a reflection of the parent. So the parent hides all the wrongdoings of the kid to the rest of the Picture world. Picture perfect, family. Right. But instead, they are going to like, I don't, they're just having a hard time. Yeah. You know? And it's just so sad that these parents do such a bad job and they, you know, the kid could be a murderer and they don't tell the family members and the kid murders a family member and it's like, wow. Yeah. Instead of dealing with and like finding a solution to like what the problem is, like they just want to hide everything, cover it up and just like be like this perfect family to everybody. But like in the end, like who cares? Like what you care about is your like immediate family and what goes on in the relationship that is. I do feel this, that parents... You have to be transparent with people. If your kid's screwed up, just own it and say we're working on it. Be real. Yeah. Because if the guy's a psychopath, a gang member, a serial killer, right? You got to let your the family infidelity. know. infidelity. You got to let your family know. Your other family members know. So that they, you don't put them in danger. Yeah. If anything, you'd probably get more support too. And like you all work it out together, you know? Yeah. Nobody's perfect. No I'm telling perfect. you right now, there are some crazy people out there that will not believe the facts. Yeah. As we know, yeah. that there's people the that will see the facts, see what's going on, and choose not to believe it because they are so screwed up in the head, they choose not to see the facts because they would rather put you down. This is turning into like a whole therapy session. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, comment who you feel is right and who is wrong. Thomas. You suck. I hope you just go go somewhere and get help. <laughs> go to therapy. Go to therapy. Get get some. Okay. Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for giving the PS5 my husband bought to my nephew? Oh boy. Oh, that is just horrible. It's <laughs> already really We all we already all know how hard it is to get a PS5. <laughs> I am a 35-year-old woman and my husband is 37. I discovered the other day he had bought a PS5 as a gift for himself. But the thing is, he had used my money to do so without my permission using a portion of my emergency savings that he had access to in case of, you know, an emergency. Which I do not believe being able to get your hands on a new video game console classes as. This led to a huge argument and I took the console away and reboxed it up. I debated on returning it to the shop for the money. But I know my sister has been struggling to find one for my 13-year-old nephew for over a year. So instead, yeah, I wrapped they are, it up. They are very hard to get. We must <laughs> understand that. So instead, I wrapped it up and took it around to hers and put it under the tree and quietly explained what it was and what had happened. My sister then gave me the money for it. My husband went ballistic. Shouting and demanding, I go get it back, which I, of course, refuse to do, telling him as it has been bought with my money, it was my choice what had happened to it. He is now sulking and refusing to talk to me and acting like a huge child. For anyone curious about our money situation and why I'm so angry, we each put half of our salary into a communal family fund for our house, bills, groceries, etc. The other half is for ours to play with as we want. My husband always blows through his and never saves a penny. Half of mine is expendable money and goes into savings for emergencies as I am more realistic. Second of all, stating here because of comments, he refused to pay me back as it was an emergency. Whose side are you on? Was I wrong to do this? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I take it back. You're right. You should have. I, at first, I was like, why are you taking away his PS5? Mm. But, bro, you didn't even pay for it. I know. And that's like emergency, like for both of you, it's like emergency money for both of you. Yeah. I mean, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Like, yeah. do you guys feel like he's wrong or do you feel like he's right? Because I feel he is wrong. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this. Right? It is hard to get. A PS5 <laughs> is very hard to get. And if you see one in the store, you're just like, got to contemplate. Okay. You know, I physically see one in the store and I probably won't ever see one again. So... <laughs> Do I take the opportunity now? Absolutely. <laughs> but you shouldn't like steal it. You shouldn't like steal people's money and like use it, you know? Gosh, man. Do he better. Yeah, do better. <laughs> he should have called his girlfriend or his wife yeah. and said like, look, there's a PS5 here. 
it's like literally gold. They're gold. <laughs> There's like only you'll never find one again. <laughs> it's like panning for gold and you find like a nugget. Okay? <laughs> free all, free advertiser. Right? <laughs> all you gotta do was just call Yeah. The spouse. Yeah, who knows? Maybe she really would have let you Yeah, use maybe the she would have even bought you another dual shot controller if you were just to ask. Ooh. I don't know what that is, but I it's a controller. Seems important. They could play together. Ah, uh. get you that new God of War. Anyways, um, <laughs> he's wrong. I think yeah. you guys let us know. Thank you, Leia, for being here. If you guys like whose side you want, let us know. And if you guys have any crazy stories like about your life or anything going on in your life, let us know in the comments or DM us on Instagram, and we'll read your story like on the podcast. So let us know. And yeah, thank you, Leia. Thanks. Woo! For thank you, Leia. Bye-bye. Okay, so if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for watching. If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up. You hit it, it'll bring happiness into your life. It'll bring love. It'll bring success. It'll bring, you know, good stuff. Good stuff. And if there's 7,000 of you that actually hit that button, we'll actually be giving away one of these hot toys. And they are the best type of collectibles you can have. Yes, they are. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we talked about it this week. So make sure you comment what you want us to talk about for next week on this podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.